you could have just shown me this trailer and I'd have been way more hyped than having every oh one of God. the individual sets of actors come up on screen and, and say a bunch of baloney words about what their I show know. was. Oh my and God. What it, oh my gosh. It was so frustrating. <laughs> it was so bad. We looked like we looked to tap into the prism of excellence and oh life and let the waters of eternity flow uh, through our film. And it was just, it was so, it was so bad. bull. Oh Why? my gosh. Why? I hated it. What's up? How are you doing? It's me, Manny C. I'm sitting here with TIE Fighter, Buddha Will, and special guest, the one and only Nick Woe. We are part of the Hardcore Casuals, a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games, gaming, and all things entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hardcore Casuals Lounge. Oh, baby, that was... Perfect. Oh my goodness. If I do say so myself, that, what a what a powerful so well? intro. Wow. Oh my <laughs> god. Nailed it, bro. <laughs> so hyped. So hyped. Yo, so um today, I uh, let me apologize for for everybody in the podcast. We're at episode 34 and and I have to I'm really trying to make a point when we have special guests. We got to say, "Hey, who are you? Let's talk to you a little bit, just a little tiny bit, a little before we dive on in." You know what I'm saying? So, let's take a moment and say hello to Nick Wo. Nick Wo, hi. Hello. Hey, how Good are day. you? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank God. <laughs> um, honestly super excited uh to have you here, you know? Well, thanks You're for always... having me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Nick Woe for the people who don't know? Gosh, um, n not much to say. Uh, really, I am just um, streamer uh, on Mixer. Uh, that's how I how I kind of know you guys. Um, also, um, day job. I do a lot of uh, video editing, so you'll probably see me doing a lot of post production things here and there um, as a as a member of the uh, the stream team. So yeah, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I just. Uh, game a lot or not a lot i game when i can uh pretty busy with with family and work but i'm uh i'm glad to be here and glad to be a uh, part of the team word so post-production stuff see <clears throat> there's one of the things that uh like i do a, I, I i how i work <laughs> is my mind is everywhere right and i talk to a lot of people about a lot of different things and then i let it sit for a while and then i come back again and nick well has been on that cycle in the back end right and we're like bro i have lots of ideas <laughs> uh, video ideas and nick well is trying to is trying to help me in in figuring out what video production looks like for the hardcore casuals and 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 it's just I mean, really, we haven't even seen any of the fruits of the labor yet, but I'm excited at the potential of moving forward 
You know what I'm saying? Because if we look at, at your stuff, Nickwell, it's always been super freaking polished. You know what I'm saying? Your stream itself, I know it's, you know, you're just casually slapping it together. You know what I'm saying? But it looks freaking oh. crazy polished. It's always, well, I'm always thanks. impressed. Yeah. Nickwell's stuff has always looked good between right? the, between the emotes and the and the overlays and the the stream panels always clean. Yeah, it's oh, pretty thanks, good. guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's just it's it is something that I um, uh, I I do uh daily. I'm I'm asked in my in my day job to uh to create a lot of uh content um all over the map. It's we, we they call us uh predators, so we're we're producer editors. So kind of what we are, what we're supposed to do <laughs> is we, we are in charge of everything. Um, so if they're like, hey, we want to do a Photoshop of this or that, or we want to do a motion graphic of this or that, you know, in addition to whatever editing we're supposed to be doing, um, we're kind of there to do it all. So that's kind of where I developed my, uh, my toolbox is kind of, I just kind of had to do a lot of things because people asked me to do them. And uh, so I'm, it, it's kind of cool that it's translated to streaming. Like I can just kind of do a little bit of everything. I'm not great at anything, but I can kind of do a little bit of everything. And so I'm, I'm again, I'm glad that hopefully I can help help the team and help all of you guys to to do some some cool video uh, content. I remember the first time I saw like what NKWO was capable of, and it was when I was watching his stream, and it was like really early Nick in our relationship. And I'm sure you remember this is uh, when I raided your channel, and that was I don't know if you still use it, but uh, you were using a uh, raid video, which is a video that you play to kind of announce and celebrate someone raiding your channel. And it was uh, NK had overlaid his face onto Jon Snow in the Battle of the Bastards from the Game of Thrones. And it was this <laughs> giant sweeping battle scene uh, that NK's face had somehow found its way onto. Uh, and, you know, just like perfectly embedded on there. And it was it was so great. I remember just being like, man, this took some skill. This took some time. And it was definitely an inspiration for what became my uh, raid video as well. So. Oh, Big for that one. Yeah, no, it's pretty epic. I remember uh, the first time I saw it, I went and I went and snatched up Manny real quick. I was like, "Yo, you've got to see this." Right <laughs> yeah, I do. I remember that too. I was just I was like, about "You got to see this, this bro." <laughs> like, come on, man, you got to see this. I was like, "I'm never going to be able to have a raid video now because there's nothing <laughs> that's going to be able to compare to what Woe's got going on here, man." And uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, that is badass, man good stuff <laughs> appreciate that thanks guys so um for those who don't know where where can we find you nick well uh mainly again i'm i'm on mixer so um you can find me on my my channel um that's nkwhoa um and that's the that's the name that i use for pretty much everything so i'm also on twitter and uh and instagram and uh i have a youtube channel but it's kind of uh in the process of being built again, I actually, by mistake, deleted my YouTube channel no. that had a bunch of follows and a bunch of no uh, stuff, and oh. I couldn't figure out how to recover it. So now I'm back to like ten followers, and I have like three videos. And but I, you know, hopefully at some point I'll be able to build it up again. But yeah, that's you can find me everywhere. And it's N-K-W-H-O-A. Hey, you know what, guys? You can also go to thehardcorecasuals.com, go to the podcast, look at episode 34. I do believe that's that's what we're on, right? 34? We are on 34, uh, yes. All righty, word. So go episode 34, 
check out the notes and you're gonna see his link right there and also while you're while you're at it take a look at that blog join that discord you know or nick well frequents the hardcore casuals discord as well and so does a, a a plethora of other amazing streamers in the hardcore casual stream team uh and yeah it's a welcoming place we'd love to have you join in on the conversation absolutely um and i guess i guess with that with that we can we can dive on in let's move on into to to the rest of the podcast and find out what have we been playing uh and nick well since we already threw you to the wolves <laughs> what <laughs> why don't we start with you what what have you been playing this week um quite a a variety of games and that's it's kind of my my mo for for gaming is i like to i think kind of like buddha um i like to consume a little bit of everything um and so lately i've been playing a lot of game pass just because uh, it's been there so i i've been playing uh sniper elite 4 which has been a lot of fun um i played uh some just cause 4 and i even dove into arc for the first time uh which is really out of my comfort zone i'm i'm not into the crafting and and foraging for stuff but that was it's just great that game pass can kind of give you the ability to play all these different things and you don't feel bad about it if if you don't like it you can just delete it and get something else so that's it's kind of what i've been doing is is game pass this week yeah i i need to i need to get more into the game pass like we 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 keep saying like yo game pass man it's, it's it's so good and it is there's so many games but uh i just get like well i find one game and then i i play it to freaking death and then i move on to the next one and then that's why my my backlog is is so crazy and i'm trying to like whittle down that backlog but you're right man you know there's so there's yeah, so I mean, much stuff yeah i mean i i kind of suffer from the same thing manny i mean you and i kind of both play games that kind of require investment uh, you know, so like the looter shooter genre in general is one that really promotes people coming back again and again. Right. And so there's just so many reasons for me to go back into destiny, go back into division, go back into Anthem and, uh, use those days for those games instead of using those days, like NK well does, uh, more intelligently to try new things and have <laughs> new experiences. Right. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a struggle. I wish, I wish I was better at it, but man, loot's cool. I loot is cool. Um, and speaking of which, like, we're, well, we're, you know, we're, we're going to talk about more loot announcements of new loot and, and another time thing for Ty. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Uh, so I saw you playing, uh, uh, Nick, well, what was it? The, the, uh, the Trials. And that looked really good. It looked really good. Yeah, Trials um, Rising. Rising? Yeah. The yeah. latest one, yeah. It was a good time. I It's... Uh, it's a little frustrating. It's it's if you've never played Trials, it's a it's a motorcycle game, and it's a it's a kind of like a, a physics uh, game too, where you you have to like manipulate your your uh, motorcycle to lean in the proper way and accelerate at the right times, or else your 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 uh, rider just flies off the the motorcycle in in often hilarious ways. Uh, but it can get really salty because there's some of the some of these tracks are just so difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I had a good time. It's it's really really fun. Word, word. Um, so I guess like uh, Ty, let's let's move on down the list. Ty, what well, did you play uh, as week? of today, recording Friday, uh, the Hard Casuals blog has officially released the Division Two review. 
Oh, uh, baby. So that took uh, yes. plenty of time and plenty of investment to get in there, and I'm pretty <laughs> pretty happy with it. So if you want to read that full review, uh, go check it out on the blog. I'd really appreciate you guys checking it out, leaving some comments. Tell me what you thought about the game. I freaking loved it. And I shouldn't say loved in the past tense because I am still currently loving it. I played it tonight. I'm going to play it tomorrow. I'm going to play it the next day. It, there's just so much stuff to do. Uh, but I officially finished the campaign, so I made it my way through you know all the story i'm leveled up to max level and now i'm currently doing the end game grind and so the end game grind for uh the division two is very linear almost very very uh, very, very pre-planned out like they have a definite path that they want you to follow uh, in the end game and so basically what happens is you clear the whole map of all the enemies and you clear all the monuments and you clear all the the missions of all the uh different factions of enemies and then once you have done all the things on the map, a cutscene plays and a new faction arrives called the Black Tusk. And they're like a fully kitted out mercenary group with every bit of technology that you have, except they're going to use it against you. And so now you're going to go through all the missions again and all the strongholds again, except Black Tusk have taken over all those missions. And it is significantly more challenging due to their ability to put you in positions that you don't want to be in and then take advantage of you once you're there. And so um, as you progress through the missions and the different strongholds, you level up what's called the world tier. Now world tier is, is kind of a term that is unique to the division. They introduced it uh, midway through the patch sequence of the division one. And basically what you're doing is you're increasing the difficulty of the entire map. So world tier one, all the enemies are, you know, difficulty X, and then once you you know go up a world tier, now all the enemies are world tier are, are difficulty X you know plus one, and so not only are the enemies uh, harder, but also the loot that they drop is better. And so you kind of you know play the game of you know kill more enemies, get more loot, power up, put the world tier up, so kill you kill more enemies, so you can get more power. And so it goes all the way up to world tier five, uh, except world tier five itself hasn't been unlocked yet. They haven't released it. That's happening next Friday. As um, one of the pieces of news I actually didn't put on the uh, docket for today, but for anyone who's playing the division two, April 5th is the day that world tier five officially unlocks along with the stronghold that is focused specifically on the black tusk. It is the black tusk stronghold, not like one of the faction ones taken over by the stronghold by the, by the black tusk. So anyway, uh, that's what it looks like right now. So I'm going through all the missions that have been invaded, I'm going through the strongholds. I'm, I'm leveling up my, uh, my gear score as it's called. And then once you kind of get to that max area, that's when you can really start kind of min-maxing and making your build and deciding how you want to get there uh, and how you want to be the strongest. There's there's so many different ways to be powerful in this game. Uh, yeah, it's a blast overall. Like it's a, it's a huge thumbs up for me. The only real like main negative for me was that the narrative of this game is almost non-existent. Um, pretty much every mission is like, oh, it looks like there's a problem over at blah, blah, blah. And we haven't heard from agent blah, blah, blah in a long time. You should go check it out. And then you go over there and you fight a bunch of guys and you kill kind of a kind of a faceless enemy at the end. And then that's it. And there's no overarching bad guy. There's no main enemy faction. There's no story as to like why you are specifically in DC. And then, you know, once you're done, it's kind of like, cool, like, Ooh, DC is is has no more enemies in it anymore, and like there's no like big bad in this game, and that felt like a real missed opportunity. But oh well, the gameplay is really great, so I'm really enjoying it a lot. So, here we go. Uh, I mean, who who's to say that they don't? Because I mean, this is 
so, so supposedly, right, the beginning of a long-term investment for these guys, right? Exactly. So yeah. they may introduce a new a new faction down the line with with that Maybe. with that criticism in line or in mind. Yeah. So the main villain of the first one. And even in the first one, you never actually see him. You just know he's the the main villain. He's a, a disavowed agent named Aaron Keener. And he's the one who was kind of the the smarts behind it all of the re- releasing of the virus and such. And we barely even see him at all in this game. I think I found one audio tape that mentioned Aaron, Aaron Keener. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I went into this game expecting to see him since he was the bad guy of the first one that we didn't catch. And so I can I wrote in my review just like you said I think it's possible that we will end up finding or or learning more about him as the the different episodes of of release happen over the next year cuz yeah we're getting content drops in the summer and the fall and the winter or you know whatever the over the next 3 quarters uh and so maybe we'll learn more they're they're going to come with more story and more missions and hopefully a little bit more context cuz that was something that was I was definitely missing Well they better not have more than what's in this darn book because I haven't even got through it yet. Dude, tell me about the oh, book. It, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So it covers both games. It, it covers the first one. Oh, cool. And then what's going on with the second one. It's got a lot of... I I, I didn't want to, like, crack it open, crack it open, because the collector in me is like, I can't, like, open it all the way. What? <laughs> yeah, it's a comic book thing. Like, a lot of times you don't want to damage the bind, so you don't... You, the spine of it, so you don't open oh, the book completely all the way, so that way it doesn't mess up anything. Oh, man. I know I'm torn. I'm like, uh, there's a part of me that's just like, you know, I should just go ahead and just open the bad boy up, chew through it. No, it's a book. Yeah, it's a book. It's, it's, uh, it's put out by dark horse. So if anybody's familiar with dark horse there, they do a lot of like, uh, aliens versus predator, predator comics. Uh, they had the star Wars comics for a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good sized book. Um, I don't know. I was kind of, I was kind of, what I was going to do is I've already read your, the, your, your blog post on it. So then I was going to kind of like read that and then go into the book. And then I won't ever probably have to play the game because I'll have everything I need right there between the two. There you go, dude. <laughs> Cause I, I felt that way too. When I played some of the missions, I felt like, um, I don't know. I just didn't feel like there was like, there wasn't a, as a good enough reason to go to on these missions like it was just kind of like yeah there's just a bad guy over there and you need to go check it out and it's like oh okay whoops oh yeah there's all kinds of bad guys here and then you go on to the next one it's kind of the same thing yeah we we heard there was a bad guy over there you need to go check that out <laughs> and it's like okay all right yes there's bad guys here yes that is what's going on and i, I don't know in fact, I do see them here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. We have bad guys in this area. Yes. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't it, know. I, I'm definitely much more driven by the rewards of the mission than I am right, the missions right, themselves right. in this game, and so you kind of have to go into it knowing that for sure. Right. I know I've spoken lengths about how much I enjoy Destiny for for its story, for its background and context, and how that kind of shapes the world and why you're doing what you're doing. This is the exact opposite of that. This is entirely loot driven. Uh, and numbers driven and, 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 you know, scratching that itch for sure. Very different. Right. But, anyway, uh, that's yeah, all I got. I, I, I did a destiny raid with some buddies and some PVP last night in, in destiny, but nothing we haven't done a hundred times before. So it was just all about the division this week. 
word. Well, I I nice. uh, I have to go and check out the actual review. I will say this: um, there's lots of reviews that are rushed, right? So so as a matter of fact, most, if not not all, but most reviews. They don't actually take so much time to play the entire game because they're on a strict deadline, right? Now, you know, Division's been out for, for a little while, but Ty is was very, very mindful of not wanting to write anything just to try and get it out for a specific time. He really wanted to put thought into it and to play through it and to to really sort through his, his feelings uh, on and thoughts on his experiences so definitely check it out and and definitely i mean really uh it, it means a lot if you do re- leave a comment you know uh and 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 share it share it with some uh some like-minded friends that, that like uh like the video games you know what i'm saying it all makes a difference uh that's the hardcorecasuals.com slash blog slash blog check it out yep yep <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's say, uh, okay, I, 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 I guess I'll just go and I'm going to say I didn't play the games <laughs> I said. I was oh, we know. Oh, no way. <laughs> oh, we know. Did we Manny know. not do it? No, he did not at all. He did not. I've been keeping tabs. Dude, he how is not at all. Was it dope? Was you, you, was about, you were about to get a, a, a DM tie on what we need to, uh, to talk about for shame. Uh, our, our very own. It's me, Manny C. All right. Oh so, for, so for, for, I don't know if you know Nick Wow, but uh, and and anyone new to the podcast, hi, it's me, Manny C. Uh, I'm a gamer. <laughs> Uh, so we we talked about two games in particular that that should be quick and easy plays, right? One day plays, and and I've been talking about it for the longest time about playing these games. One is um, what remains of Edith Finch. Uh, oh my goodness, what was the other game? What was the other game we were talking about? <laughs> Hellblade. Hellblade. Oh, oh yeah, man. freaking Hellblade. You know that kind of. You know it, it kind of helps to remember the games in order to play the games. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm flustered. I'm flustered because I know when made a promise, I said, "Oh, I know. I'm gonna play both of these games before the month is out." And here we are. I mean, both on Game Pass too. And they're both on Game Pass, bro. I don't have any excuses. Was there a penalty that was? That's, that, going there's to a be penalty. Enacted? There's a penalty. Right. If I said if I don't pick it, I said Buddha will and Ty can think of some some torturous event for me to do, Ooh. and and now I don't know. I don't know. Do you, uh, did did you give any thought to it, or is it or next week? Are we gonna find out? I I, I well next week probably. I was gonna buy you Sekiro just watch you suffer. Oh, that's not. <laughs> That's not necessary. I mean, I would do that gladly. I'll, yo, yeah, I mean, yeah, you think that if you start playing the darn thing, then give them Dark Souls instead. <laughs> dark, yeah, oh, people, people are already telling me that Sekiro is much harder than Dark Souls. Oh really? my gosh, I've reevaluated. I've I've had to sit back and reevaluate my gaming life, and think about like, do I just need to give up and just give my stuff away? Just find some kid off the street and no, be like, "Hey, didn't. you want an Xbox? You want you want a, uh, you know you want you want the storage, everything? Like you just take it, you know. You want a PC? It's great. You want it? take it, play this game. 
because like that game is so difficult and so frustrating. I've never, I think I would have probably played more this week had I not just uh, not play that game because I play that game and then about 30 minutes in, I'm fed up and frustrated and I turn everything off. Bro, that's giving up. And I sit in the dark and I contemplate things like, (laughs) it's tough. It is really tough. And then, and then oh I found my. out there's a way to make it harder. Like, I didn't even realize this. I'm like, why? Who wants to make this thing harder? But yeah, there's an area you can go and ring a dumb bell that makes this game even harder. Yeah, like, I Dark, love this game, Dark but Souls I hate 2 had this. that mechanic. You could do this thing, and it Ugh. would make everything, like, super pissed at you and make it even worse. Yeah. I remember that. I'm yeah. really sorry, man. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I've, I've just been playing it wrong, and... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, you were telling me about this. Yeah. Tell tell the people. Tell the people well, how how you Okay, so tell the people. you know. So <laughs> when you first do the tutorial, right? When okay. So when you first do the tutorial, it's all nice and you know, unicorns and rainbows and cotton candy and everything's great. And you're like, "Ah, this game looks great. This is easy." You know, you're just slicing and dicing, you know? And then you get past that part. And then it just then it just takes the what is it? What are the, the pink handcuffs that Pandaroni has? It takes them right off. And then you're just stuck. <laughs> what? You're just stuck dealing with like just, just nonsense. And then it, it, then it just beats you down. And then so after a while, you get kind of caught up in the whole glitz of it all. Because when you do kill something, it's very satisfying. And you, you feel so good. Like when you stick somebody through, you're just like, hell yes. Or when you finally beat the boss, you're like, hell yes. And I spent like, there was a boss that I fought. I spent four hours on this boss trying to figure out why I was having such a difficult time dealing with this, this guy. And, uh, so then I was just like, you know what? Okay. I'm obviously I'm doing this wrong. I need to go onto the internet and figure out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Well, I found out there was like skills. I didn't use no darn skills. I wasn't getting any skills. I, you know, I, I passed all these places up to get to this point, not realizing that I was supposed to have picked up this and that and this weapon and all the, you know, so I had to go back, get all these skills back. And I, I, and it's real easy too. like, once you, even though you get far in the game, you can always backtrack. Um, so I was able to backtrack and go get these things that I needed to make, not necessarily make it easier, but definitely give me a, a, more options because that's what was the problem. I didn't have the options that I needed um, to beat this, this boss. And, and so I finally beat this boss and I was so stoked. And then I like, I took two steps off a ledge and I died instantly right away. And at that point I was like, this game sucks. I hate this game. <laughs> I'm just going to quit for a while. And Come I did, on. I quit, I quit. And I, I even went and like, so, and I'll talk about another game that I played. Uh, it's called Mages of the Mistrilia. The reason why I went to go play this game is because I really needed a win. Like, I was like, I really need to win right now. Like, at something. I need to play, like, a Telltale game. Um, something that's going to be easy. And I can just get my get my pride back. Because Sekiro has definitely took it, taken all of my, my uh, like, you know, my gamer score. Like, I'm very proud of my gamer score. Nick knows knows this because Nick's got a very uh, large gamer score as well. And um, yeah, like I just was just like, yo, like I am not worthy of my own gamer score because I cannot deal with this game. 
So uh, my hands are getting sweaty just talking about it. This is how, <laughs> this, this is how amped up I get about Sekiro. Like, I, it is just, <laughs> ooh, man, it's a rough game. It's a rough game. Beautiful game, plays really well. Like, I love the mechanics in it. I love the movement in it. But boy, oh, boy. It, I mean, it'll it'll hit you right in the gut, and it'll it'll teach you a lesson or two about things. And that is my experience with Sekiro. That I mean, it, it sounds very intriguing. So I know that, and um, it was a podcast or two ago. Our good friend Lahari left a comment, uh, and mm. he did mention like, "Hey, Manny, you talk you talk about uh, playing games on the hardest difficulty and whatnot, but you've never played Dark Souls. What's up with that? You know, what I'm saying basically like calling mm. me out. You know, what I'm saying hey, you got a good point. <laughs> He does. Got a good point. he does. See, he I don't have that point. excuse. I never really played Dark Souls. I, I touched on it a little bit, but never like uh, went full on game. in. So this is like right. this is really my first real Dark Soul game that I've that I've played. And, and and I liked it because, you know, obviously I, I like the the setting that it's in. That's what really drew me in because I, I love the you know the samurai and Bushido kind of you know shinobi, all that kind of stuff. I love it. And so uh, that's what pulled me in. But man, it hurts me every day that I have to like load this game up. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, ah, gee, let's see how many different ways I'm going to die today. Uh, I should have started like a death counter. It would probably would have been off off the charts by now. But um, but yeah. All right. Yeah, Sekiro. Shadows die twice. I can't, or, uh, you know, yeah. I, you should. You need to stream this. I'd like to see you get really salty. Oh, I no, no. I don't think this is something that it's good for me to stream. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. It, it, I get very amped up and angry real quick. Like, okay. it, it, because I've died so many times, I only have to die, like, the first time before I'm just automatically, like, triggered. It's just going to be real with you. Uh, when it comes to, like, difficult bosses and, and PvE games like that, uh, my streaming really levels me out like i like my rage face goes completely away if i'm uh, if i'm streaming stuff like that uh oh. i remember i was i was going through dark souls the remaster over the summer last year and i was at artorius of the abyss and for anyone who's played it you know like artorius of the abyss is like a very challenging boss very challenging uh very significant in the lore but very challenging and uh i was fighting against him for like 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 your experience i was on him for like two or three hours trying to get this and the whole time it's just like you just you just look at chat and you just smile and it's just like well okay here we go next one and it's it it like it was so calming to have people there with me for this uh now that that flips over when i'm doing pvp and i'm playing against other people and i just like hate everything in my life but when it comes to like bosses and games like it's, it's I, I feel totally uh totally level-headed when i'm with people on stream it's just tough because you're trying to figure out a boss and it doesn't give you a lot of time to figure it out. Like a lot of times you, you deal with games and you, and you, and you run into a boss and there's usually some kind of pattern or something like that you're looking for are, you know, openings to figure out, you know, what it is that you need to do. Um, my problem is, is when I get into these bosses, I have very little time to figure out what's going on other than to just run away. Like there's been a couple of bosses like I, I ran into and they huffed and puffed and blew my house down. And I literally just grappled my ass back to almost to the very start to contemplate what I need to try to do to try to beat this thing without actually seeing what he does. And then, <laughs> then I go in there thinking, okay, okay, all right, I'm ready. And then I go in there and then two hits later, I'm done. It's over. It's like, well, okay, that sucked. 
But oh, you know what? Oddly enough, all of this sounds incredible. It sounds it sounds a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. It sounds a lot it's of fun. Incredible. I don't um, I don't normally rage on anything. I don't. That's not usually my style. I usually just kind of like eh. Yeah. I, I just let it. You're you know, just roll off. Yeah, man. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, be I, like I the samurai. Worked up. <laughs> this damn game here. Hmm. Man, oh man. It hurts. It hurts um, so good. Hurts so good. I have a question though for Nick Wo. So, so I know you're you're a a, a gamer score warrior, right? Now, uh, we had a conversation way back when, where Buddha was was actually he confessed to us that he actually flexes on or with his his gamer score when he calls up like customer service for for Microsoft <laughs> and whatnot. Right. And I found that. Do you hilarious. know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, check my gamer I think it's score. appropriate. I think when, you, when you're talking to somebody like in customer service, when it comes to like, say, Xbox, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, yo, listen, I'm not just some, you know, geek off the street. You know what I mean? I look at my gamer score. Look at this. I'm playing games. I'm, I'm investing a lot of money into what you have. Okay. So you need to so realize funny. real quick. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. I'm like, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a serious gamer here. I'm not just some guy that just, you know, stumbled across this game and I want to return it. Like, if I'm returning something, that means there's something fundamentally yeah, you're wrong. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I got what you're saying, but the fact that you're so serious about it is it makes it so hilarious. But, but Nick, well, do you, as a fellow gamer score warrior, do do you ever? flex with your gamer score but you ever talk to customer service and be like yo look at my gamer score i play these games in whatever nick way it would probably be a lot nicer like <clears throat> uh you should way. kindly look at my gamer score <laughs> before you say anything <laughs> all right i can honestly <laughs> what, i yeah. i mean no i i don't even know what my gamer score is right now i i can't I can't imagine ever uh, having a good reason to use it. Um, what, what, what's funny though is that really like, no, it's just that um, I don't really care so much about like growing the number to be bigger. It's just that I really enjoy when the little green circle pops up. It's yeah. kind of yeah, like yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. It's like a, it's like a hit of dopamine. I just I just love it when it pops. It's just like oh that felt so good, and I just want to do it again and again. And that's that's kind of why I like chasing achievements. Um, but yeah, the actual number it doesn't. I don't even know like what it is. So <laughs> <laughs> that's probably I'm gonna start using, I'm start using Nick, uh, gamer score. I'm gonna when I call customer service again, I'm be like, look, do you have you seen my friend? Have you seen his gamer score? Yeah, I'm friends yeah. with this guy. You take our gamer scores together. Those right. scores combined, okay? Mm. It's like Serious the ultimate gamer. Yeah. Right. Buddha, we're not even that we're not even that hardcore, like to be quite honest. There's there are a lot of people who take it very seriously. Like oh, they yeah. right, will right, not right. they will they have like streaks of like years where they will not miss getting an achievement every day. Like I'm right. I'm not like that. Like that is, that's yeah. a lot, man. And you're talking like guys that have rock in like a two million gamer score. Well, that's the record, isn't it? Isn't that the guy at the top? Yeah, I think that is the guy at the top. But there's several guys that are around that million. He's like super duper sponsored and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's his job. Yeah, 
Yeah, but. just getting game. Can you imagine that? Like getting to the point where you have so much gamers. Now that is when you flex your gamer score. Be like, yo, my gamer score is so big, it's my job. For real though. True. I, True. <laughs> yeah, that's a flex. But I'm gonna use mine when I need to use it. Okay, I'm gonna use mine, bro. <laughs> you know what? Next time you flex, we want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to. We, you know, we want to hear the, the whole drama. We can reenact it. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's move on. Um, this week I failed. Next week, um, Buddha and Ty are going to find some suitable punishment for my failure in gaming. Um, and and I'll, I will. I promise you. I I will be playing Hellblade and and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Edith Finch. Uh, as soon as possible, as soon as possible. Uh, but with that said, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's cue that news music right about now. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the news. It is Friday, March 29th, 2019. Great to have you all here. My name is TIE Fighter, and thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great week, guys. I don't know. There's been just a lot of good news this week. A little bit of bad news that we'll talk about just a little bit later, but... First and foremost, I wanted to talk about what I feel was like the real pinnacle thing this week. Borderlands 3 has been officially announced. Did you guys watch the hour-long announcement thing yesterday? I did not watch I the didn't. full announcement, but I watched the trailer. Yeah, I, I mean, it. I liked it. So for, the trailer oh, was really all that was I felt like super important out of the hour-long thing. Like they announced a couple things. They announced like a board game that's coming out, and they're they're uh, bringing Borderlands one and two. Uh, sorry, one and the handsome collection into like ultra HD 4k. So they put an, another new coat of paint on those old ones. Uh, but we did get finally get a, a trailer for borderlands three. Uh, we're getting, you know, obviously four new vault hunters that we saw many new worlds. So apparently multiple planets because they use the word worlds plural. So that's very interesting. Uh, and that fits right in with the tease at the end of borderlands two, I don't know if you guys remember how Borderlands 2 ended, but basically you open a vault, which is kind of like the big thing that you want to do since you're a vault hunter. But then a projection of the galaxy pops up and the vault symbol appears all across the galaxy in multiple places. And so you're like, oh, like there are more vaults on other planets. So that makes sense for this one, having multiple planets, because now you're going to seek multiple vaults. So I assume vaults are, there are going to be multiple that you find throughout the game and they're going to be like significant to the story and blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we saw a little bit of some of the other worlds. We saw some very classic borderlands looking stuff. We, uh, they, they use the term billions of guns. So that's very exciting. We like billions of guns. And uh, yeah, I mean, they the, the the word is more information coming on April third. I don't know why they decided to have a press conference at PAX, uh, and then have more information coming in five days. I I don't get that. Uh, I have heard a rumor that they're gonna like totally stealth drop the entire game on April third, and it's just gonna be here, and it's just gonna be a big middle finger to marketing again, just like they did with Apex. So that could be cool. Mm, that would uh, be then, cool. Right. My prediction is they're gonna they're gonna drop in and say, "Cool, it's coming fall 2019." That's what I think. Uh, but we just we just didn't get a lot of information outside of the trailer. If you haven't seen it, please go just go Google Borderlands Three trailer. Go watch it. It's it's wacky. It's awesome. Uh, there's a, a gun that has legs and it runs around, so that's very exciting. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was very good. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the discussion we had a couple months ago about one Randy Pitchford and all his shenanigans from mm-hmm, uh, from Gearbox, mm-hmm. but he was at you know at uh, front and center on stage. It was kind of weird seeing him after all we spoke about him, but uh, there he is. I guess he's still in charge. So there you go, Borderlands Three. It's coming. They should the they better. should have made a joke about it and be like, have somebody give him his flash drive. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god, that oh, it was. I mean, the, I I can't over over tell you like how cringy some of this presentation was. Like some of it was just so weird. I mean, he did like a magic sh- trick on stage. Did he really? And yeah, and then there were there were very serious technical issues during the presentation. Like they were trying to play the videos, but they would show it like ten frames a second. And they were really stuttery and gross, and I just felt so bad for like the developers who. You know, they've yeah. been working on Borderlands for like five years. And then Randy Pitchford goes up there and does a freaking magic trick and makes all these bad jokes. And then their trailer just totally hits the floor face first. Yeah, but we know so my bad. man takes magic serious, clearly. Yeah, I mean, he takes showmanship very seriously. It, it, the official announcement was him taking off his sport coat and having a bedazzled giant number golden three on the back of his shirt. Uh, and so he just stood with his back to the crowd with this big flashy three on his back for like a minute it was again weird but you know. that sounds like i need to watch this freaking press conference i mean it, <laughs> you want some cringe but at the same time the, the the trailer was good everyone who plays borderlands is excited for this because borderlands is great a lot of streamers are jumping back into borderlands now just to you know get everyone hyped and you know it's cool borderlands is a fun game and a meaningful part of my gaming life i don't know how much you guys have played it but uh this, this I, is great I tried playing Borderlands 1, right? And I played it a bunch. Not a bunch, but uh, I was, you know, I, I, I remember stopping. Like, what are we doing? Why why are we playing this game? Like, what's the point of this game? And they said, well, you get more guns. You get loot. Yeah. And then I'm like. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you didn't already have a massive backlog, I would tell you to go play the second one because the second one did a much better job of telling a story. Uh, the second one, I can't really think of a way that this that the first one is better than the second one. The second one basically took the entire game and made everything better from the story to the locations to the weapons to quality of life to the mini map to the HUD to how everything works. The second one is just better. And so if you ever wanted to get a feel for what Borderlands is and what it could be, please play number two instead of number one. Uh, Number one was a great start and a wonderful foundation, but it had so many just things that caused friction and issues. And so if you ever feel like, man, I I really don't know what I'm going to play for the next 60 hours of my life, uh, I would I would play number two instead of number one. I will. I will say this, though, Uh, looking looking at the Borderlands three trailer, uh, I love, love, love the way it looks. It looks beautiful, right? And I love the the, the cell shaded, cartoony comic book look. I always have said that. I always, I always said I, I wish <clears throat> more games went with this this type of style. I, I think I just think video games just just renders all of it just so nicely, you know. Well, um, it's timeless. Because right. you can go, you can go play a cell shaded game from ten years ago right now, and it still looks like a cell shaded game that they would make today. Like, I don't think that there's going to be an enormous graphical update to to Borderlands Three. And judging by the trailer, there's not because 
it still looks good. Like that art style is still the same as it was before. And so that's a really great way to just remove age from the equation of your game. It's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, like I'm like like the movements and and of course like the smoothness of the game with the frames per second and all that stuff and and you can get more bells and, and whistles with it. But you're absolutely right. Like a good cell shaded game looks good always. <laughs> right? It just looks it just looks good. It looks like it's supposed to. And I like that. I really do. And I like the sense of humor with it and whatnot. But I think I think there's just <clears throat> like I need, I need like a, a a story, a thematic purpose, right? And if I don't, if I don't have that, if I question that at any point while I'm playing, I will, I will drop the game, you know. Uh, and Borderlands One did that for me. Diablo Three did that for me. It's like, wait, what are we doing? I don't understand. And then when the answer is you get loot or you kill monsters, then it's like. Mm, all right and then and then i just move on to the to the next one and i know there's lore there i know it's there and i'm and, and then i think hey manny maybe it's maybe it's you you know what i'm saying i look in the mirror like everybody loves this why what's wrong with me <laughs> you know but uh but i i will say it looks it does look cool and 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 i i'm i eagerly await uh more on it but until then that's uh what's, what else what else do we got all right, moving on. Uh, okay, this is a big one, and you guys can kind of chime in on this one because I know you were just talking about it as we were coming in. Apple had a bunch of announcements this week. They had this big show slash announcement thing that they wanted to do. You know, every now and then they do a big uh, sweeping announcement of things to come. And this was definitely something that we were expecting to see Apple kind of enter the gaming market with, right? We uh, The word was Apple streaming service, Apple, like, you know, answer to Google Stadia already because I guess Apple could have been concurrently working on the same thing or Apple making, you know, some sort of dent in this world because really outside of mobile games, Apple has never really jumped in. Like this has never been their deal. And so uh, we we got past, you know, the announcement of some new stuff for the phones, you know, the Apple card, Apple credit or whatever it is. And then they got to Apple Arcade, which is their official gaming thing. And what is the Apple Arcade? It is literally like... Uh, I don't want to call it a season pass, but it's like it's like a game pass for Apple paid mobile games. So it's like a subscription service to Apple paid mobile games. And then you can play the games as much as you want and you can play whichever one you want and you don't pay for them because you're paying for the subscription service. And then you can play the games offline, I guess, to a degree. And that's it. I guess that that is what it, that's <laughs> what I it's Game Pass. Man, it's Game Pass for mobile. That's what it is for mobile games. It was just such a oof for me. Like, ugh, I, I have no use for this. Now, maybe there's some people who only play mobile games and this is like this great, wonderful thing. This is not for me. And this I don't think this is for a lot of people that play console or PC games at all. I think if you don't own a switch, this might be good. And if you, you don't own a phone. switch. If you if you don't have a switch and you have you know you have an Apple phone, then this is probably not a bad deal. You know, well, granted, depending on how much it is, but I mean, you know, it gives you you know games on the fly, games mobile, you know, so that would be good. But I mean, if you already got a switch, eh, maybe it's tough, man. I mean, I, um, I saw. Um... Oh, go ahead, sorry. go ahead, Nick. Well, no, no, no. Go ahead. I, I'd seen, I saw the um, a little bit of the the 
trailer of all the different um, uh, games and talent that Apple was trying to uh, was showcasing. And I mean, there's some impressive, uh, you know, game um, uh, developers that they that they've managed to get. Um, so the, the I think the bottom line is is whether or not they can um, come out with some you know must play games that are uh, you know first party, uh, which and I think I think they're trying to do that. But um, to your point, I don't even if it's a like a crazy like incredible game. I just I don't personally find playing games on my phone to be my thing. Um, maybe it's maybe it's a matter of I don't know. I don't have an Apple TV. Is that something that you can hook up a regular controller to and, and possibly play that way, like on your TV? Not currently. And that's okay. that's going to be the real thing that needs to be like addressed for for mobile gaming, as far as I'm concerned, right? Um, because as, as and I know we're all console gamers and PC gamers, uh, and most people that are here and are and are listening to the podcast. However, mobile gaming, I think, is not. Is, uh, I think it is very very strong and it's very very lucrative right oh, and absolutely. i think that's w the future of gaming i do you know what i'm saying because it's less and less about the power computational power of the device one more and more of it is going to the cloud and we're talking about <clears throat> having these games and game experiences on multiple on any device imaginable you know what i'm saying um as we saw with Stadia and whatnot, as we see with things like uh, with Sony and, and Microsoft moving in that direction as well. But Apple is saying, hey, we're, we're, we're loud and proud mobile, you know what I'm saying? And they're coming at it from the opposite direction or, or a mobile game that we you might want to play on a, on a TV or, you know, heaven forbid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but still, with, without a controller... It, it it doesn't really seem all that appealing. Like it needs a controller, you know, for 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 more well, engrossing experiences. Yeah, I mean the Apple TV definitely does, and uh, I, I wonder, I wonder how much this is going to be relevant. How much mobile games, you know, the the term mobile games itself, how much that's going to be relevant when services like Google Stadia become. Right efficient right because sooner or later i mean uh, i say sooner or later but it's probably closer to sooner i'm not going to be playing uh 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 clash of clans on my phone i'm going to be playing assassin's creed on my phone and i'm not going right. to be downloading from the google app store i'm going to be playing friggin triple a games uh and so they're going to have to figure out quick what they're going to do with all these mobile games because actual i don't want to say actual games mobile games are actual games but like you know, big boy games are gonna they're coming quick and uh, they're gonna have to figure out how they're gonna combat that from their store uh well the, there's always gonna be a place for hyper casual games you know what i'm saying and 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 those very uh on the go quick couple minutes in your car whip it out and freaking play you know a couple rounds of something like that style of, of, of super casual game it's always going to be good and it's always going to be perfect for phone right but i don't know about you know hey it's, i'm on the bus stop let's 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 you know go on a freaking raid <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like uh, i don't know yeah it, and I, I mean i agree with you manny i i kind of going with you there like an Apple like pl playing playing a a, a full length game 
on my phone like i don't know how like is that comfortable for you guys like would you would you want to play something like a 10 to 20 hour campaign on your on your phone like because the when i when i think of phones i do feel the same way as you like short short spurts of gaming but not like an hour or two or three it's just not comfortable to, to me so i'm not really sure how this fits the mobile space like like these types of games longer form yeah i mean clearly if you saw like well we only got a very short glimpse of of what they're trying to do and and it looks interesting right um they want to move in that direction they want a stronger a more coherent platform for games and 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 exclusive games <clears throat> and i see it as a really interesting port for indie developers you know and, and i i think and i think i mentioned this when buddha and i were looking at it like this is why some triple a titles or not titles triple a uh publishers and whatnot are are be are, are you are you're seeing layoffs and whatnot and and the game is changing Right, the game industry is changing, and where people can, can, or uh, indi independent game developers can have their game shown and purchased. There, there's more avenues than ever before. You know what I'm saying? There, every everybody's looking for feverishly looking for good independent games to snap up for their own platforms, and this is another example of that. And for, for the greater picture of gaming, that's good. You know what I'm saying? And and I think a lot of indie developers are going to find a perfect partnership with Apple. And and it'll be a better highlight for for more high-caliber independent developers. And all of that is great. But they still have they have some hurdles to, to get over. And I'm not really sure. I, I don't necessarily see it now, but it's not impossible. Like, you know, like the Apple, the iPad is cool you know what i'm saying and if it's an app that you can access via a smart tv and you can have these games also available there that could be cool but you still need a controller <laughs> you need a controller damn it you know what i'm saying the apple tv I controller as is is not it it's not it you it's need a, a freaking well, gaming a straight up gaming side. controller yeah i think uh a lot of these games will end up just being i mean it'll it'll debut on Apple, but at some point it'll, uh, the good ones will get ported over and people will play them on other formats. Games? Not on your phone. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you look at, if you look at Donut County, that's a, that's a, that's a prime example where it was a smash hit on mobile and then it got ported over and then people were able to play oh, it on Oh, from, from mobile to not mobile. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought you meant from Apple to other stuff. Cause I say development of mobile games is usually uh, Android first just cause it's way easier, but yeah. you're a hundred percent. I just right. think that that might be the only way that these games get it just do. I mean, I mean, obviously we're, you know, we're on the other side. We're not heavy mobile phone gamers. I mean, I've got a couple games on my phone, but I mean, it's like, I'm stuck somewhere I, like the DMV and I don't have anything better to do. So then I pop that open type of thing. You know, it's not something that I'm going to play. Like Nick said, like two or three hours at a clip, it's going to be something like, you know, 20, 30 minutes or so just to pass the time. And then it's like, okay, well, if I want to play it, I'll come back later. I don't know if those games are going to be strong enough to, to hold me to my phone. 
And plus, you know, the size of some of these, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, because if they're talking about it, you can play it offline. Well, that means you'd have to download it, right? So you're talking about, you know, having a lot more space on your phone, which is usually uh, a a markup. My poor little 16 gig phone does not have room for that stuff. No, yeah. So, I mean, you know, so there's your incentive to go, well, you're probably going to need more memory if you like to play games, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, crap. So between my games, that's a great, that's a great point. That's a great Mm -hmm. point because Apple, Apple has had the fixed uh, memory uh, Mm -hmm. forever. There's no expandable memory. And on games, if you're, if you say, Hey, we want to, you know, download all your games, bro, you better get some expandable memory, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it sounds good. I mean, that little trailer that they had for the games was probably the best thing they had on that on that whole show uh there's a couple ones that look that look like visually look really really interesting yeah i, I forget yeah, the titles know. the the one the one where they have like they they act physically made like dioramas and the like the level design for for their game was was actually physical they took pictures yeah. from different angles and then that was where they had their little sprites running around i thought that visually man i was like this looks so freaking cool uh, and that's uh, supposedly going to be an Apple exclusive. And like those types of indie games, I think I'm, I am excited to see, you know, who are they tapping into? Uh, who are, who, you know, who, who, what indie developer is going to, is going to have like a, a cool voice or and a solid platform to, to make and, and express themselves via game. All of that is good and exciting, but uh, you know, Apple has, Apple has money to, to burn though. They do. And, and, and they, I think, I think they'll make this something, uh, but we just need to give it time to to grow. And as it does, we'll talk about it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so we got weird news this week. Um, Sony has sent out a memo, a notification, not only to GameStop, but apparently all retailers, that Sony is no longer going to be selling digital codes via any method besides the Sony marketplace. So you will no longer be able to buy digital codes for games anywhere except Sony. So you can't walk into GameStop and buy a card that's got a code on it. You can't buy a code from Best Buy or anything like that. Starting April 1st, as in what the the day after people are oh the day this was you know the day this podcast released if you're right now you were listening to this podcast sucks they're gone sorry guys mm-hmm. out the dough uh why do you think they would do this i don't know i just to just to stick it to gamestop <laughs> just to really just hurt them i would imagine they're still going to sell like like the gift cards, like the currency, right? Like uh, add-on content cards maybe. will still be available. My so. theory is that, you know, we've talked multiple times on this podcast how people are starting to prefer digital over yeah. physical, right? And uh, maybe there is a sense of loyalty to a particular store you know maybe people always buy their games from best buyer they always buy them from gamestop or wherever uh maybe it's just convenient but they are starting to like to buy digital and so they are buying digital games but they're buying them from gamestop and so sony 
has a level of control over this marketplace and they say, cool, yeah, if more people are going to buy digital, let's just make it ours. So if you want digital, come to Papa. Right. I mean, I mean that makes sense. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I really want to buy Spider-Man. So I'm going to go to the the PlayStation Network store to buy Spider-Man. And then, you know what? They might have a sale on some other stuff. Well, then I might be more inclined to just go ahead and buy some other stuff while I'm looking for one thing type of deal. You know, I, that happens to me on the Xbox store all the time. So I'm well, sure there's some kind of reason. I, think, I, I mean, clearly the, the, the move is, is towards digital. Right. And we've again, we've said this numerous times, numerous podcasts, numerous ways. The move is towards digital, like it or not. Right. Ownership be damned. <laughs> right. But uh, you're and I think to your point, Buddha, I think you're 100 percent right, because if you go into a store, uh, you're more inclined to shop around. And and if you go into a physical store for said game, well, you're going to you might pick up that game if that's what you were looking for. But now you're going to go off and buy you know, whatever else you're going to buy within that store. And that's a benefit for the retail establishments and whatnot, but it's not necessarily a benefit for the digital stores. And maybe the numbers show it's just not worth it. And I can say, uh, you know, uh, as a former uh, retail employee in in that space, uh, how many, uh, uh, how much headache is in supposed like faulty codes and whatnot right like hey i bought this this code but i accidentally scratched too hard on the freaking scratcher and i can't read these damn numbers you know now i need my money like like all, all they, i'm sure they get thousands of these <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and it, it's a headache for the retailers but we say yo we can't do nothing got a call you know, so if the, if customer service is dealing with these issues, regardless, like you're going to cut that by a considerable margin just by saying, yeah, you, you just hit this button if you want this game. Yes or no. You know, what I'm saying like there's no middleman, no, no scratch off nonsense. No, you know, no, 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 no reason for human error unless you like I, I did one time. I accidentally uh, bought a game. Did I tell you that story? I accidentally bought a game. No. I was I was trying to back out. I was uh, this was a while ago. I bought freaking uh, pinball pinball FX right. Uh, I was in the store. I said, "Oh man, let's look at this trailer." And I was trying. I was in a conversation, an Xbox party. I'm trying to back out, and instead of backing out, you B to back out. I was tapping A instead. I wasn't looking at my controller, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey, are you sure you want to purchase?" Yes, yes, yes. And then, <laughs> and then I freaking bought the freaking game. And then I'm looking at it. It's downloading, and I'm like, "What? What's going on?" I was so upset. I bought, I bought Pinball FX, right? That I only played Pinball for like a week because I'm like, "Bro, I'll be damned if I bought this game. I'm gonna freaking play it." <laughs> But uh, but yeah. But anyway, anyway, you know. Hey, uh, I think I think it, it makes sense for Sony. It's a, it's a, it's a sting for for the retailers. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's gonna have their own stores, and that's just the way it is. You know, you want you want Sony games, you go to Sony. It makes sense. It's good for business. Blah blah blah. Yep. Yeah. And there's not much anyone can do about it either. It's just yep. the way it is. Yep. Sorry, guys. Yeah. 
All right, moving on to a little bit more of a bummer story. Uh, this week we got word that EA was laying off a large number of people, about 350. Uh, it looks like from a number of studios, uh, mostly focused on marketing, publishing, and other such departments. Uh, we got the following statement uh, from uh, EA. I'm going to read this from Kotaku, Jason Schreier. Uh, today, uh, this is this is from EA to the public. It's kind of a public statement. Today, we took some important steps as a company to address our challenges and prepare for the opportunities ahead. As we look across a changing world around us, it's clear that we must change with it. We're making deliberate moves to better deliver on our commitments, refine our organization, and meet the needs of our players. As part of this, we have made changes to our marketing and publishing organization, our operations team, and we are ramping down our current presence in Japan and Russia as we focus on different ways to serve our players in those markets. In addition to uh, organizational changes, we are deeply focused on increasing quality in our games and services. Great games will continue to be at the core of everything we do, and we are thinking differently about how to amaze and inspire our players. This is a difficult day. The changes we are making today will impact about 350 roles in our 9,000-person company. These are important but very hard decisions, and we do not take them lightly. We are friends and colleagues at EA, and we appreciate and value everyone's contributions, and we are doing everything we can to ensure we are looking after our people to help them through this period to find their next opportunity. This is our top priority. So, kind of a bummer. Well, more than kind of a bummer. Definitely a bummer. And kind of the third in, in a string of, of major layoffs, right? After Activision, after ArenaNet. It's another big one, dude. It's just... Man, I don't know. Yeah, but this I, th- I feel like this layoff makes more sense than the other ones there, really. Well, at least they didn't start off the call with congratulations to Activision Blizzard for having the most prolific financial <laughs> yeah. year in the history right, of time. Right, right. And, and you know, keep By in mind, way, man, this one wasn't like, uh, you know, it wasn't like it was there were writers or, or animators or, you know what I mean? These were like a part of, uh, like, it's the marketing team is always the most expendable when it comes to these companies like this so it makes it makes sense i mean you know if the uh, with all the as big as ea is you know worldwide you know i guess it they definitely needed some changes to be made um so yeah eh, it sucks but not not too surprised really I, you know, like I, I, I said the same, like, and I've probably said this multiple times on the podcast, but um, I think, you know, game, the game industry is changing. It's in flux, and and these guys, these the big ones, the big names, fully entrenched in the way things were, or right, the status quo. They're 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 experiencing a shakeup. And this is what that looks like. And for every good change that comes about, you know, for every new platform and new avenue for us to get games, well, you know what? The, the, you know, these people entrenched in this older model, they got to shake it up. And, and again, this is what it looks like. And, and you're right, the, the optics look a little bit better than from Activision, but it's the same. You know what I'm saying? People, people are going to get up in arms like, oh, you know you're making money and and you're 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 hurting the people well listen you, you know when you're when you're running business you got to do some business things and sometimes cost cutting is on the menu you know uh is it do we like to see it no you know but 
there's opportunities. There's growing opportunities all over the place, you know, for gaming. Gaming is expanding in, 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 a, in a fast clip also, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the uh, it's unfortunate, but it, it, I mean, it is the way it is. The way the way I see it, EA, uh, Activision, right? All the big boys, they're gonna they're gonna shake it up. They have to shake it up to be to to remain relevant in this new world. Like, we still don't know like like what what gaming is gonna look like in the next ten years, and that's where they're looking. You know, like. The, the how how streaming affects like streaming your own games and how how mobile games uh uh you know work in this in this new world you know ah i don't know i i don't think it's a reason to be upset yeah it's unfortunate but you know it is what it I, is i i honestly manny i think you're about right it's just you know, at the end of the day these are businesses being businesses and and gaming is not isolated from uh, other businesses and in, in having layoffs and, and turning over employees. And it's just the way it is. Uh, obviously, it's important. And I think the gaming industry does have something unique going for it in that uh, they really look out for each other. Every time there's a major layoff like this, I see Twitter flooded with like, hey, if you're looking for a job, we're hiring over here. Please come find us. Like we're always looking for people. So, uh, yeah, it's that's really nice to see. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think this is just kind of the normal ebb and flow of, of the way industries work. Yeah. I yeah, I totally yeah, agree. It just happens to be EA who's really big and I mean, you know, like granted we talked about last podcast about how much money, you know, Anthem's made and how much money Apex has made and, and that's all fine and Danny, but that just because they made a ton of money doesn't mean they don't wanna keep making money. So right. well, of but course. Also, uh, like people don't necessarily understand that that biz like as one successful game doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have two or three scrapped projects and all that sunken cost and whatnot. It doesn't necessarily mean that 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 uh, uh, the money itself fully recouped the multiple years of of research, development, programming. All you know, all these teams and artists and what have you and marketing doesn't necessarily mean that you that you're you're green you know what i'm saying you might still be in the red and you and you're still holding on for the long term plan but you still got bills to pay you know what i'm saying like i mean there's a whole slew of reality <laughs> that we don't necessarily think about we're like yo this this game sold a bunch they should be good you know yeah sure reality is a different place that's you why know, we like gaming <laughs> I mean, they got severance packages, and then, you know, and I guess the writing was on the wall for a hot minute because they said they had been suspending travel privileges and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. usually a that's usually a sign. That's a that's a plan to get your you know get your freaking resume on the board when they say, yo, you yeah. can't make no trips. You know, hiring freeze. You you spruce up that resume. <laughs> spruce it up real good. Real. <laughs> Uh, did you have any thoughts on this one there, Nick? Well, I thought I thought I thought I heard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah, a noise I mean, I was just kind talk. of thinking about marketing in general, and again, how it's just it is part of how um, the industry seems to be changing. I mean, uh, I, I just I think of Anthem um, and how I drive down the 405 freeway every day uh, in traffic, and I notice that there are there are a couple really huge billboards that have Anthem like plastered on it, which is, you know, 
that's that's got to cost a lot of money, you know, out of their marketing budget. And and then you think about what they did with Apex Legends and the money that they're making off of that, which probably had no marketing or or or, or I mean traditional marketing. I'm sure a lot of it came from streaming and um, things like that. But uh, I think this is just kind of a it is part of just the change of how maybe how effective marketing is in this day and age. And and I was actually kind of thinking maybe is some of the some of the money or some of the resources going towards streamers or or uh influencers as as a way to kind of spread the word um instead of the you know uh maybe more traditional ways that they've been doing it in the past i totally totally agree i apex was a huge middle finger to traditional media that is for certain um as a matter of fact uh, Ty and Arbuda, did, I, I think we had an article up on the board that we never actually talked about. Was was some the EA giving giving Ninja some godforsaken cash amount of money? For, yeah, they gave him a Apex. million bucks to play Apex bucks. Legends on opening day. Mm-hmm. Can you freaking a believe that, Nick? Well, give him a, my I man mean, a million dollars to play a game, bro. I I'll do it for a t-shirt and, <laughs> and a hamburger. <laughs> very specific about the hamburger <laughs> but yeah they but, uh they paid him a million bucks i'm sure they paid you know there were there were probably 10 or 20 other influencers that were oh, you know, yeah. quote unquote sponsored for that opening day mm-hmm. so i mean you could probably imagine any anywhere from five to ten million is that they spent on that first day uh and but you know then uh, we got the numbers back i think it was last week we were talking about it. apex legends made 93 million dollars in february and i wouldn't yeah. even say that was its biggest month so crazy uh i i think march was probably significantly stronger so yeah huge huge income for them anthem definitely the exact opposite side of the coin um they spent an immense amount of money on what i would consider very kind of old school traditional marketing, right? Buying TV commercials, buying posters in Times Square and on the LA Mm -hmm, freeways, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in big popular. And my question is like, you know, okay. So say, say you buy a a poster in Times Square and you spend, we'll we'll just say for ease, like you you spend a million bucks on it. How many people are walking through Times Square that like a, uh, uh, game, right? So, narrowing it down a vast number of people that walk through times square don't game so anthem doesn't matter number two how many of them do and already know what anthem is and have already decided whether or not they're going to play it and so that advertisement is kind of lost on those people so like how many minds are you changing about buying anthem by putting a poster up in times square Mm -hmm. so i mean you have to narrow it down to a number of people like the only people that this poster is for are a people who game who have not yet already heard of Anthem and now are going to go check it out. Like I, I just I feel like that like return for investment on something so big and gaudy and expensive is it just doesn't seem like the return can be there. It can't be. Mm-hmm. As opposed to something like having Ninja played on the first day, where one hundred percent of the people who are watching him are interested in games and and are potential buyers of your game. It right. just it just seems totally backwards. And and pretty unbelievable that you know, two developers under the same umbrella had two so vastly different methods of of marketing their game. Yeah, you're absolutely you're absolutely right. It is it is interesting. It's it's almost like a 
like an old world, new world story, but yeah. uh, but it's all under the same roof, man. You know, it's it is very very interesting, but it's we get to talk about it, which is cool. <laughs> you know, like look at one example versus the other. But you're exactly right about about the like you know the the billboard type thing. It's literally like saying, hey. Uh, you pay us a dollar for a flyer, and we're gonna fly up in the air, and we're gonna dump all of these like, you know, a million flyers out, and it's and everybody's gonna see it, and it's gonna be great, you know. But how many of those are gonna get picked up by the wind and end up in the trash in the ocean in the you know wherever? And then how many people are just gonna like like look at it as like, oh, what the hell is this? I have no idea. And then it trash like that's that's wasted dollars, wasted dollars, literally. You know what I'm saying? Um, now it is good if you want to get, let's say for a brand and you want brand awareness and, and that is different, you know, like how many people know the name of your game, right? True. Uh, that's cool. If you, if that's what you're looking for, um, yeah, you know, but I would think maybe more like, I don't know, maybe like the brand holders, like you're, you're an E it's under the game is under EA. So instead of the game, maybe you, you say, Hey, EA, we make, we make cool games and then have like an anthem. <laughs> but you're what the point of it is to brand awareness for the umbrella. You know what I'm saying? But you know, whatever we're going, we're getting in the weeds of, of marketing and whatnot. It, it is weird. It's odd uh, that, that, that these two stories exist on the same roof. Um, I think it, I think the the future is is streamers and and as far as gaming marketing and and you're seeing that trend absolutely the influencers you know hey guys EA I know you're watching the hardcore casuals were available a, a, you know we're a, 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 yeah, a burgeoning group call me up let's yeah. have a talk yeah <laughs> all right we know things absolutely we do things we play games we have podcasts. We have a wonderful blog at thehardcorecasuals.com yeah. slash blog. Check it out. Guys, we made 30 podcasts. We kind of know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're kind of a big I don't know deal. If you, I don't know if you heard. Uh, moving on to a, something a little bit lighter. Uh, we got yeah. some cool news this, this week. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum, an action-adventure game from Daedalic uh, Studios, is coming sometime uh, i'm reading this article from uh, pc gamer by vicky blake uh this is real quick here data entertainment has announced the lord of the rings Gollum, a new action adventure game set in jrr tolkien's celebrated fantasy universe a press release from data insists this new title will remain true to the vision laid out in jrr tolkien's the lord of the rings as well as explore new events and details related to Gollum's journey it will see players assume the role of Gollum himself as the game tells Gollum's story from a perspective never seen before in a storytelling medium, all while staying true to the legendary books of J.R. Tolkien. Uh, we are extremely pleased to announce our partnership with multi-award-winning Daedalic Entertainment to build an innovative lore-centric game for discerning fans of The Lord of the Rings with their focus on characters and story enhanced by rich, evocative artwork. Daedalic is committed to building games for readers who have become gamers. We eagerly anticipate uh, the release of Daedalic's narrative-driven adventure gameplay, which is uniquely matched by the complex, deeply nuanced world of middle earth created by j r r token this will be fun i kind of think yeah, so right? too any times yeah anytime you get in this uh in that world i i it's it's gonna be a good time man there's just so many cool characters and creatures and 
just sure. cool things in that in that realm. So it'll be I interesting. Mean, it's, it's I'm not really in, curious. To it's not in this that. article, but I heard the rumor that it's taking place uh, between when he found the ring and when uh, he's found by Bilbo, which makes sense. That's a big chunk of his life, and so uh, it's it's not really described in the movies, uh, but in the books, we get a timeline that says that uh, when Bilbo finds Schmeagol, he's like he's like four or five hundred years old. The bro's right. been around for a bit, which is why he looks the way he looks. And so uh, for those who have seen the movie, you saw the the story at the beginning of Return of the King, which is kind of how uh, Smeagol found the ring and then kind of forsook his people and then became the hermit of the mountains that he became. And so uh, maybe the, the the game will start there, but then we'll learn a little bit more about what happened kind of in between A and B there. So that's very exciting. Uh, I don't know how they're going to stay true to the story when we don't know a whole lot about what happened there, unless there's more about him in some of the appendices and, and deep texts that are not like part of the Lord of the Rings story. So who knows? And, and if that's the case, and I, I hope it is, that's, that would oh, yeah. be awesome. That would be, you know what I'm saying? Is this canon? Know. That's you see, that's the question. I don't know. It, 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 don't know. Is this all written down somewhere in some like, appendices or a separate book or like the Silmarillion that I've never read. Like, I don't know how much there is actually written about Smeagol. And if there's not, yeah. Like, will this be accepted? Uh, you know, what's giving them the authority to make these decisions? I don't know. Uh, I'm very curious to see what they make and then also what the reception is to it. I'm sure, but I'm sure there's something on, right. Because like, like, when these game like these games when these books were were thought up and written like like there there was a whole like world of 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 thought put into it and, and you know trying to make it like like a almost like a, a historical myth kind of kind of thing you know what i'm saying and uh there's all kinds of research done i would i'd would love to see if this, like the the best case scenario is that yeah, it's canon and it came from it came from uh, at least the seeds of it from notes of from J.R. Tolkien himself. I think that would that's the best case scenario. If so, it's super exciting. If not, it's still exciting just to see. And at least as far as I'm concerned, like what what uh, creative pathway I guess we we get to see from him and learn a little bit more of this interpretation, but. You know, I don't know. I'm I'm have down. Guys, I'm down. Have you guys seen the trailer for the uh, the Tolkien movie that's uh, supposed to be coming out soon? Which one In is May, that? Oh, like the movie about Tolkien himself. Yeah, yeah. I did uh, not. Uh, I mean, I saw the preview for it. Oh, that's you, sounds I didn't understand what was going on at first, and then uh, you know, as you watch the trailer, you realize like, oh snap, oh, okay. So that's pretty interesting. Hmm. I think I can find a trailer for it. I'll post yeah, it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Look at yeah, the, the podcast. Uh, I mean, the website. Uh, we'll we'll put that that uh, trailer in there as well. Thehawkercasuals.com yeah. slash podcast. All right, guys. Last story for me today. Manny, this one's for you, even though I know you didn't follow up on it like you should have, <laughs> even though it's your job. <laughs> Manny. But We Happy Fuse Arcade Mode is now live. It adds three different modes, a survival, a sandbox, and a night watch mode. It is free for all people who own the game, which I expect includes people who have the game via Xbox Game Pass. 
Uh, Manny, why don't you tell us a little about what we got here, even though you didn't get a chance to dive in. Like you've, you've obviously been following this. You knew it was here. Uh, tell me what you think. I mean, I, I, I'm, uh, see, look, guys, I failed this week. I'm sorry. I didn't really play too much. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I apologize. Um, I will say that next week I'm going to have a full, a full, you know, I'll even make a write up, you know what I'm saying? Of what I've are heard my this thoughts song about. And dance before. <laughs> I've heard but but I am excited that there's new stuff coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like I do like this game a lot, even despite the fact that I haven't I haven't actually beat beaten it, you know, but I really enjoyed like the way this game uh was presented and, and, and how you know, the, like the, the ideas of like the survival aspects. Now I, what my hope is that, that we get more of that. Um, I, however, I don't know because I didn't play. I straight up never, never played it. Um, I can only say what I like the game and more is good. And beyond that, I don't know. I can say what I hope. I hope it has more survival type stuff in it. I don't know. If you, if you uh, go to the comments and let me know, fill me in guys. Well, it's um, called survival dude. Yeah. So, so Manny, basically what they did is they, they've got a, a survival mode, uh, They've got a night's watch mode and a sandbox mode. Right. Well, so the survival mode is going to be akin to what you played in the early access version of the game. Right. So basically it's not, it's about how you score more for the amount of time that you live for however, how long. So it's more about staying alive for as long as possible. And and in and in the very early days of the podcast, when we mentioned this, I said straight up, I want a survival mode, like a straight up survival yeah, mode. Yeah, if, if this is, is that, if this is that, that's awesome. Yeah, it's and a, it sounds it's a, like the, the description here says survival offers a much tougher experience as players must scavenge for food and water and find shelter. Much like the early access version of the base game, this mode requires surviving for as long as possible and will score you based on that amount of time. Interestingly, there's still a way to escape, but it is currently being kept a secret. Okay, so go, to me, to oh, me, baby. this sounds like what I really, really wanted, right? So if if <laughs> they, if they still manage to mix in the story elements and really stick it to you for as far as like the survival. I think this is amazing, right? Personally. Now, I I can't tell you. I cannot tell you until I play it. I it sounds great. Right? This and and if you remember, uh, this is this is basically my one complaint. Like I love the That's story, wanted, but they dude. ripped they ripped out the survival. And it was kind of there. It was kind of there. But the way the game itself works is you can continually lessen and lessen the survival elements of it until it's essentially non-existent. On the skill tree, they have a thing that says, no more survival. Don't worry. You're, you're done with that part of the game. And to me, <laughs> I think I think that's like, no, I want it to be harder. You know? I, even Even when I played, I purposefully did not... Uh, go into the skill tree at all because I, I don't I didn't want it to be easier I don't want to get stronger I think part of and we're going into to like like how the game itself it tells the story because they say there's certain comments and the struggle in his own thoughts 
right? Like you have to do terrible things to survive. And that's the way the initial beta experience was, right? You it, Surviving is hard. Food is incredibly scarce. You find rotting foods and that's the only thing you have and you have to eat it and pray it doesn't kill you, right? <laughs> and And you live for five more minutes and run for the next thing. Right. And it's so tough that you have that you have to end up you're, you're in this these life and death decisions where I don't have anything. You have a moldy piece of bread. I think I might have to kill you. Right. And and you do these things and you feel terrible and your character itself is remorseful. And he, and he and the in the the in-game dialogue it's like, what have we done? What what, what have we become? Uh, you know, am I the monster? Right? All of these these little tidbits of dialogue that no longer make sense when you rip out the survival out of it. So again, I'm excited about it. That was my number one complaint for the game. This sounds like exactly what I wanted, and I'll tell you more about it next week. <laughs> that's that's that. How about that? <laughs> well, the other anyway, guys, is, that's uh, all I got. That is the end wow. of the news for this week. I hope okay. that uh, next week continues to be cool. Thank you so much for being a part of it. That's all I got. Word, word. Can yep. we now? Um, can we go back on something? Hmm. Can we? Can we so. retouch on Apple TV? Because we didn't really. We talked about the Apple Arcade, but we didn't talk about the Apple TV part. You mean Apple the Netflix? Apple TV portion of it was a joke. Did you? Dude, okay, let me give you my thoughts on this. I was yeah. I was watching them like talk about what this is going to be, and it became very clear very quickly. Like, okay, cool, they're making. Uh, I shouldn't call it Netflix. I should call it HBO. Like, they're making a premium television like con- like content service, which is what HBO is. Um, from from first glance, it doesn't seem like it's going to be Netflix because it doesn't seem like it's providing anything besides their first party content, but. Like and and that's well and good. That's fine. They spent like forty five minutes telling us about oh each God. one of the individual movies Ugh. and shows they're going to bring, and it was oh, it was just so bad. Like I wanted them to just stop. Like like ninety percent of the way through the thing, they showed a single hype trailer that in, like that involved scenes from every one of the movies and shows. And I'm like, you could have just shown me this trailer, and I'd have been way more hyped than having every oh one of God. the individual <laughs> sets of actors come up on screen and and say a bunch of baloney words about what their I show know. was oh and God. what. It, like, oh my gosh, it was so frustrating. <laughs> it was so bad. We looked like we looked to tap into the prism of excellence and oh life and let the waters of eternity flow uh, through our film. And it was just it was so, it was so bad. Bull. Oh Why? my gosh. Why? I hated it. Like I mean, and don't get me wrong, like, okay, cool. Like some of the some of the content looks kind of fun. And you know, you got Jennifer Aniston up there, and that show looks kind of like it's gonna be cool. And Steven Spielberg, he makes good stuff, like well and good. And then there's uh I think who was it up there? Was it uh it wasn't Hassan Minaj, uh I mean, there were just a number of other actors and, and people like talking about projects that like if you could if you could see through the bullshit of what they were saying seemed like OK stuff. But they just spent so long talking oh, no. about oh, my God. on these things. Uh, they, I, they, they ruined uh, the conference for me. I had to, thank I had you. to stop watching. I'm, I'm, I've been holding this in for a long time because I was just I just <laughs> literally I literally just watched all of it right before we started. And it was so bad. Uh, Nico, did you get a chance to see that 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 part of the keynote, Apple keynote at all, or no? I did not. I only saw a little bit of the highlights, but no. Lucky man. 
Yeah, uh, I want. I I almost. I almost. It's like it's like if you ever seen like a really bad, terrible movie, and then you purposefully like you need to 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 make your friend watch it. You know, just just so they can share in your anger and misery. That's kind of what I I would love to do to you. <laughs> but let me tell you, I was dumbfounded. I was dumbfounded in how bad it was. I was what I was just watching this before with Buddha, and Buddha was like, "Yo, it, it, you know, prepare for disease, man. It's pretty bad. It's a snooze fest. It's it's it, it's really terrible." And I'm like, "Haha," you know, laughing it off. I didn't think it was gonna be that bad, and then I watched it, and then uh, bro, it's so bad. It it was just like like you said, they have a a trailer and it's about i don't know a minute and it and that one minute tells you more about the the shows that they're talking about uh than a whole 15 20 minutes of freaking garbage fluff oh so much garbage and and, oh, and they really amped up the amped up the drama to 11 you know what i'm saying they're like close your mm-hmm. eyes and imagine a world and they the, they have the, the water trickling sound and i'm like oh, what are you doing what is this <laughs> it, and then they was, brought out the sesame street characters and that was another winner for me as well i mean i mean really to me uh, that was like a a a glimmer of hope in a in a, in a in a dark abyss you know what i'm saying it's like oh yeah childhood memories i remember being happy with <laughs> nostalgia with don't yeah. be mad at yeah. this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well now uh and then but i mean really it was just it was like a reward show with only with only the bad parts <laughs> that's ex- that's exactly what it was they brought you they brought out the people and they were there reading the lines live and it was stale and cringy and then nope we're not seeing anything you don't you're not they're not going to show you anything nope on to the next stale montage of cringe uh, you know and the, with zero payoff I was like, what? I was literally, I was I was watching this with Buddha, and I'm yelling. I'm like, what? They're not showing it? They're not showing anything? We sit there and, and listen to you dribble on for like five minutes, and you're not going to show us anything? I can't, I, I, I was upset, bro. I was freaking, I was, I'm still upset. <laughs> this is too fresh for me. This is too fresh for me, man. It was so annoying. It was so terrible. Some of the stuff looks cool. Like there's one show called like Scene. That 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 was a standout. It looked cool, you know. But they didn't. Again, they didn't show anything about it, you know. And whatever. It was it was it was a snoozer. It was terrible. What the worst Apple conference type style release I've ever seen. I can't believe it. That that they that they that they actually ended on that note. <clears throat> terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, bro, how how they talked about Oprah? They're like, oh my god, they're like. It, the, the 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 lights went Dude, dark. I could not believe they brought her out, and they oh were like, God. "This this is the voice the of vo- the century, of yeah. the millennium. We brought her on because of all her wisdom and perfectionness." <gasps> and it was just like, "Oh, it was so God. bad, Nick." Whoa, it Nick, sounds whoa, old. You don't know. Like, I mean, uh, are the are the people that they were kind of like relying on, like famous, maybe fifteen yeah. years ago? 
and it, just I mean, relying on the star big power. Names, of- total star power. They literally, they, they oh, my, my, excuse me, hold on, let me calm down. <laughs> they, they have the guy walk out in front of a board, and they have a couple names that you already saw, right? And then they literally start name dropping, and that like all these different names on this big screen. And so you have a wall of names behind you, and like, look, these are the people we're working with. And I'm like, this is nothingness. This doesn't mean anything, you know. And they're like, look, we're so Hollywood right now. I was like, <laughs> you know, we're so invested. I was like, ah, oh, cringe, terrible, empty, vapid, soulless. Secure. I've I've taken more satisfying dumps. Oh <laughs> bro how they talked about oprah i'm like i i i, I, I cannot it's all right i can't even express how over the top this was it the lights went down and the screen went all white and then they're like we, you know the voice has been a voice has been missing and uh, you know you look for like like what 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 uh, ty was saying you look for, we're in the search for truth and wisdom and 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 then they're like and 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 we know what that is. This is the big reveal, and it's Oprah freaking Winfrey. What? The like? I mean, for God's sakes! Look, I totally respect. I respect Oprah Winfrey. I do. Right? Like she 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 took she went out there and she she started out humble beginnings. You know. And she freaking made a freaking empire from nothing but her own sweat and and her name. And good God, if I don't respect that. But to call her the voice of wisdom and reason for an entire generation, I I think that's a little bit overplayed, for God's sakes. You know? But um, Lord knows, she got the freaking... She got paid... She got paid a big time. I can't even imagine how much money she made to just stand on that stage To just stand there. Yeah. And just read the script, yeah. Woo! She got paid, and I would, I would, you know what? I would have done it with a song in my heart. I would have done that for 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 a, for a pittance of of what she got. <laughs> but, but at the same time, anyway, enough, it's and I'm trash talking on uh, Apple TV Plus. All right, it, it was weird. I'm sorry. I, I want to see the I want to see the content. I want to see uh, I want to see yeah. what they're bringing to the table. Um, services like this, like. It's we don't know what it costs. We don't know when it starts outside of fall. Um, well, we do you know, know the cost. The you know, cost probably, is ten dollars. Oh, they it, said that, ten bucks that for is Apple out. TV. Okay, cool. Uh, so ten yeah. bucks. So I mean, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cheaper than Netflix. It's gonna be uh, right in the middle of the two Hulu prices. Uh, the I think the challenge for them is going to be proving the quality, proving the value, right? Because with Netflix and Hulu, uh, you have mountains and mountains and mountains and hours of content. Yep. And it sounds like with this one, we're gonna have about five shows and and maybe maybe some movies too. And so. You know what am I getting for my money there? So uh, we'll see if they can do it. You know we'll see. We'll read the reviews for the stuff when it comes, and if we decide to pay for it, cool. If we decide not to, then fine. Uh, it's not like I don't have stuff to watch, so we'll see. But I mean, man, yeah. Their 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 positioning is kind of weird. They're, they had the, the it was only a hardware to now a software thing, which is good. There's a change in direction. They're saying, "Hey, you're getting a lot of a lot of different services, and we acknowledge them, and we'll help you organize them." And, th- and they hope that then, if if they create value there, that they will they'll also add their own services. And it all depends on the shows. And I, you know, I want to see good shows, and I'm sure 
they have a couple interesting ones. And as they grow, I'm, I'm sure they'll have at least one or two shows. But at, at this point, I need like a three solid shows, at least, at least, that I that I, that I must see for $10 a month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And I guess... I guess that's that. I guess that's that. Is there anything else that we need to uh, to add? There's no more news. Oh no, yeah, I mean, just... we do. Freaking Buddha. What's what's going well, on wait. with your stuff? That's what I was gonna I say. Is that we gotta talk about what's coming? Yeah, oh, yeah, Buddha. Yeah, yeah, what's coming? What's coming? Oh yeah. Let me let me let me. Uh... Oh, and we'll be, before we uh, before we move on to the Game Pass stuff, for uh, we happy few. There was those other two game modes that we didn't get a chance to talk about. So there was survival, the night watch. The night watch is basically you run around and smacking Moe's with, with your billy club as one of the one of the officers. Oh, you are an officer? Yeah, it's like more like the fast-paced combat, it said. And then you have the sandbox, that, which allows you to tinker with all the different settings and everything to kind of custom the game like you want. And then they have mm. DLC that's coming out on the 4th uh, where you're playing a couple of the NPCs, I guess. Um, oh. and that's going to be out. I believe it's going to be $7 and 99 cents, uh, for that DLC and which is the first of three, I think they're going to do. So, see, so that, so that, that it. stuff is cool. I'm most excited about the survival. Uh, I don't, yeah. I'm interested in the DLC. Yeah. But I'm, so, I, I promise, uh, I promise a full, a full, uh, opinion of what's going on. I know. Yeah. I swear. I, I that's um, the only thing yeah. I'm going to play. This week, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's all good, dude. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We still love you. <laughs> the uh, so for the Game Pass, uh, we have that. Uh, we, I, I spoke about it that it was coming out. It is out now. It's the uh, Operencia, the Stolen Sun, which is like a first-person uh, dungeon crawling uh, turn-based combat uh, RPG. Um, so that could be interesting. Uh, I also wanted to talk about because we've got a new month coming up, we've got stuff leaving. So the stuff that's leaving game Pass is kingdom, the new lands, uh, late shift, uh, portal Knights, and sacred Citadel. What's so, kingdom new lands. Kingdom new lands is, um, oh man, how do you even explain that game? Uh, Nick, have you played that? Have you played kingdom? No, actually I haven't. All right, so you 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 start off as a uh, a king or a queen, um, and it's a, it's all side scrolling, but uh, you have like a base of operations that you continuously have to upgrade to ward off the enemies that are going to keep coming to your your camp, and as the time goes on, so it goes by days. So each day, you have to venture out a little farther from your camp in order to establish more things and maintain it without, uh, you know, losing it to your, you know, losing your crown. Cause once the, like the little creatures, little goblins get your crown, it's, it's game over. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, it's an interesting game. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a neat little game. Um, there were two of them, but, right? Uh, wasn't, aren't there like a sequel? Yeah. The, I think this is the sequel. I think. Oh, okay. Isn't it? I'm not 100% sure, but but it's a pretty cool game. Uh, Late Shift, um, that's one of those full motion um, video uh, games. Uh, I think, matter of fact, Nick, I think I, I think you're the one that turned me on to Late Shift. Yeah, that's a good one. 
Yeah, that was a pretty interesting. So that one. one's like a movie, but then you like choose the direction that it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's like several different endings, so depending on which way you go about it. Um, and then uh, Sacred Citadel, I believe that was a 360 game. I never, I, I want to say it's kind of like a, a tower defense type of game, but I'm not 100 sure. And then Portal Knights, which is kind of like a, uh, I don't know, it's like a kind of like Minecraft and Trove mixed together not being pixelated it's like an rpg but not really i don't know how to explain it okay i tried playing cool. it a couple times and just i just lost interest and i never went back <laughs> the beauty of game pass i liked it and then delete <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so our games of gold are going to be the technomancer and star wars battlefront 2 the 360 version so some pretty uh, interesting games there i never played technomancer but uh I'd had my eye on it a couple times. It's been, uh, it's almost, it's been on sale quite a few times and almost uh, got me to push, push the button on it, but I held off, thankfully. <laughs> so now I'll get to play it. Um, if you got the PlayStation, uh, the games uh, for April are going to be Conan Exiles and The Surge. And then if you're rocking that Switch, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World just came out. And then uh, on the second, the day after, you'll get Darksiders uh, War Mastered Edition on the Switch. So pretty cool. Is that deal. all and of the Darksiders? I believe that's just one and two. War, War Mastered okay. is just the uh, the first, isn't it? I, I don't it was know. One and two, but I'm not 100% sure. I've got them all, War, so it's I hard to tell. War Mastered was just the remastered number one it might be definitive division oh you're right you're right remastered number two Mm. i don't but i don't know was there a dual pack i i I can't remember really because i mean i had i had darksiders 2 already so i think that war mastered edition is what is in game pass right now on xbox Okay, I uh, just did a quick Google on uh, on Steam. The War Master Edition is just remastered number one. There we go. So, but hey, number one's worth a look. If you guys like uh, Zelda games or kind of uh, DMC esque uh, games with a, with a slight a slight RPG twist, War Master Edition could be a good time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Our backwards compatibility game is going to be Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter Two. Noise. Yeah, that was a good that. one. And then, that was a good one. Was it a good one? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Playing mm-hmm. And then uh, we've got some deals and sales. Uh, Elder Scrolls Anniversary Sale is on Xbox and on PlayStation. The um, the sale ends the day this podcast comes out. So if you're listening to this right now, in the AM, hopefully you it's done still missed it, you you missed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As well as the Batman sale. There's a sale on a lot of the Batman stuff on Xbox, and that too ends the day of this podcast that comes out. So you hopefully you'll be able to jump on it before it completely ends. You know what really sucks? I have I still have um mm-hmm. Batman, I think what what is it? The the um Arkham Arkham, Arkham not Arkham Asylum, the second what was the second one? Arkham City? Uh yep. I have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still in the shrink wrap. When I went to buy it, nice. when I bought it on on opening day, it's still in the freaking no. shrink wrap. Wow. I can understand if you bought it like a Bro. Black Friday or no man. A couple, you know, day but to one. buy it opening day. You bought it opening day and it's still just chilling. Bro, 
I know. And now they're all in Game Pass. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I'm honestly contemplating buying it on sale because no, I get all the, the extra digital. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Carry so, on. You can always take it to GameStop. I'm sure they'll give you like ten cents for it. Still, yeah. Dude. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> got to be worth a dollar. Was the shrimp rack, a shrimp rack wrap still on it? It's got to be worth a dollar. Oh my god, so terrible. All right, carry on. And then our new games of the week. I don't know if you remember. Uh, uh, Super had posted a uh, blog post, a review on a game called Far Loan Sales. Well, that's actually going to be coming out on Xbox uh, on the second. So oh, awesome! If you if you happen to read that post and enjoyed it and were curious about it, there you go. It's coming out. And then also, if you don't know, Final Fantasy VII is out for a mere. I think it's like fourteen ninety nine or fifteen ninety nine or something like that. It is a nice throwback to the old school. I've been. Uh, Wandering through memory lane, playing that. Just the music from the menu alone was just like, oh, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. But that's all I got. That's what's up. Word. Thank boy. you so much. Um, Nick Woe. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Where Where can the people find you? They're like, hey, who is this? This very very nice sounding individual over here. We want to. We uh, we want to hear more from him. <laughs> yes. Uh, mixer um twitter instagram youtube uh nkwhoa that's where you can find me and Boom. uh thanks thanks for having me no it was a pleasure having you it really was um nick well i think i think you're one of my favorites on on mixer on the, on the entire platform i'm not even joking Ouch, you know what i'm saying yeah uh, uh, you're one of my favorites you're just a genuine <laughs> dude you're a genuine oh, dude hey, you know okay. i don't i don't i don't i don't freaking uh <laughs> kiss booty i tell you right in you know right to your face you know what i'm saying right to your face right. when i when, i like to look booty. you in the eye when i'm brown nosing you know <laughs> yeah Very i really appreciate you. you i really appreciate you thank you so thank much you. hopping on in i hope to hear more from you um and ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> that is a podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate you. Go ahead, check out thehardcorecasuals.com. Uh, you you can see the the blog pieces. As a matter of fact, there was a, there's a piece about Nick Woe, a little interview about Nick Woe. Uh, That's right. That was Thanks just re- released. Ryan. Yeah. So go ahead, and check yeah. that out. Awesome. And uh, and of course the podcast. Read the podcast notes. Uh, if you you'll see the links for Nick Woe right there in the notes check it out and and uh and yeah the patreon if you're like hey these dudes you know they're they're doing their thing we appreciate them consider uh giving us a little uh, support we'd appreciate it and uh until next time guys until next time see ya bye excelsior you mo see you later